Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew presents this special Easter message entitled, Up from the Grave He Arose, preached March 31st, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. We are going to speak about resurrection of Jesus. Nobody else has been resurrected. Only Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. As St. Paul tells us in Acts 26 and verse 23, he is the first to rise from the dead. And because he is risen from the dead... We who believe in him will also be raised from the dead when he comes. Today we celebrate the Resurrection Sunday because all four Gospels declare Jesus Christ rose again from the dead on the first day of the week. Most unbelieving scholars may speak of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but they mean a spiritual resurrection, an allegorical, metaphorical resurrection. But the scripture teaches that Jesus rose from the dead physically. It speaks of a bodily resurrection. The body that was buried was raised from the dead by God's infinite power. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the greatest miracle. Greater than the creation of the whole universe by God out of nothing. Jesus Christ is risen indeed. Fear not Christians, Christians of the whole world, Christians in Nigeria and Pakistan and in the Middle East, Christians who are being persecuted and murdered. Christ is risen. Christ is triumphant. Sin, death and the devil have been conquered once for all. So we read in Colossians 2.15 And having disarmed the powers and authorities He made a public spectacle of them Triumphing over them by the cross Friends, God is mocking All evil powers opposed to his rule As we read in Psalm 2 Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. They say, let us break their chains and throw off their fetters. But the one enthroned in heaven laughs Mocks, the Lord scoffs at them. Today, friends, He in mercy commands all people everywhere to repent 
and believe on the risen Lord Jesus Christ and be saved from the wrath of the Lamb. First, then let me speak to you about the crucifixion and the burial. Today we look at the gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28. The authorities, the Sanhedrin and the Roman governor Pilate, crucified the sinless son of God, Jesus of Nazareth. Two members of the ruling Jewish council were secret disciples of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. They were rich and powerful. God's spirit made them very bold. Joseph asked Pilate for the body of Jesus the crucified. Joseph and Nicodemus gave him a royal burial to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 53 which says he was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death though he had done no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth they covered the body with a clean linen They applied 75 pounds of spices in the process. He was buried in an expensive rock-hewn tomb, family tomb, which belonged to Joseph of Arimathea, outside the city of Jerusalem in a garden. He rolled a huge stone to the entrance of the tomb. The Jewish authorities, the priests and the elders who condemned Jesus to death out of envy considered Jesus to be not the Messiah but a deceiver and a blasphemer. They remembered the prophecy of Jesus that he would rise again from the dead on the third day. So they got permission from Pilate, the governor, to seal the tomb and guard it till the third day to prove beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus was indeed a deceiver like other false messiahs. The Roman soldiers were guarding the sealed tomb continually, night and day. So I want to speak about the resurrection now. It is true, friends, Jesus prophesied his own resurrection from the dead several times. Matthew 16, verse 21 From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. He must suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law. That he must be killed and on the third day must be raised to life. Matthew 17 verse 9. 
Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen. That is the transfiguration. Until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Matthew 17, and 23, when they came together in Galilee, he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised to life. In Matthew 26, verse 32, but after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Jesus was emphatic about his own resurrection. It was the divine decree. Jesus must be killed, must be buried, and must be raised from the dead on the third day for the salvation of the whole world. So we read in Luke 24, 46 and 47, he told them, this is what is written, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Very early Sunday morning, God in heaven began to mock the authorities who mocked Jesus. He sent his angels to the grave. As a result, there was a violent earthquake. An angel, imagine in your mind, an angel went to the tomb, broke the Roman seal on the stone that closed the entrance, and the angel lifted it up, took it out, the huge stone and threw it on the ground and sat on it. Sat on it, possibly laughing at the authorities who tried to prevent the resurrection of Jesus. Of course, Jesus rose from the grave before the angel opened the tomb. For the resurrection body of Jesus can go through all obstructions. The earthquake and the sight of angels shook the guards. And they became as dead men. Frozen for a time. Later they reported to the authorities what had happened. The body of Jesus disappeared. The tomb is empty. And we learn they were given large amount of money that they lie. That while they slept, the disciples of Jesus came and stole the body of Jesus. As you know, it was a self-contradicting lie. And yet it was believed by all unbelieving rationalists It was believed by the Sanhedrin. It was believed by the arch persecutor of Christ. The most brilliant Saul of Tarsus. Until he himself was subdued by the risen Christ. Paul writes about the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15. 
For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins, katagraphas, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, katagraphas, according to the scriptures. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. A gospel, friends, without the resurrection cannot save anyone. It is worthless. Those who believe in a gospel without resurrection are miserable sinners. Miserable people to be most pitied. They are unregenerate people who cannot reason correctly. Like the Sanhedrin, they know the truth, but they suppress the truth. They exchange truth for a lie. And because of this, God has given them to a depraved mind. Furthermore, Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a twisted, depraved mind to do what they ought not to do. And we read in 2 Corinthians 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot See the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Friends, correct reasoning takes place not independent of the God of the Bible. It is thinking God's thought after him. It is presuppositional thinking, presupposing God's revelation. There is no neutrality. You look at the pronouncements of the political leaders. They lie, they lie, they lie, and they lie. There is no neutrality. Neutrality is a pretension. It's a lie. It's a negation that all people are sinners. Either we presuppose God or we presuppose the devil. There is a wisdom from heaven and there is a wisdom from hell. James 3, 6 and 15 through 17. Either we believe truth or we suppress truth. The unbeliever opposes miracles and so denies the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They reason this way. A dead man does not rise from the dead. Therefore, Jesus, who was dead and buried, did not rise from the dead. They reject the infinite personal God and his incomparably great power to do whatsoever he pleases. There is nothing, God said, too hard for the Lord. A believer who is regenerate and indwelt by the Holy Spirit believes the whole Bible. 
And the whole gospel. The fool says in his heart. There is no God. And therefore there is no resurrection. The fact is. Jesus Christ is risen indeed. The pious women like Mary Magdalene came to the tomb wondering who would remove the huge stone from the entrance. Then they looked up and it is gone. Friends, God moves the mountains on our way. The women, remember, came not to see the risen Christ, but to see the dead Christ. To show their affection to anoint the dead body of Jesus. They did not believe the prophecy of Christ concerning his own resurrection on the third day. What good news was waiting for them? What a surprise! They saw the risen Christ. The gods were afraid. They were frozen. They deserved to be afraid. Number three. What's the result of the resurrection? Fear not. That's it. God's son tells you. Fear not of anything. But the angel said to the women you emphatic don't be afraid you are different you are people of God you don't be afraid Jesus the crucified is not here because he is risen just as he said he would rise from the dead on the third day come and see the place he was laid then go and tell his disciples they will see him in Galilee as he promised in Matthew 26 and verse 32 but after I have risen I will go ahead of you into Galilee as they went the risen Jesus met them and he said greetings or in the Greek text rejoice Do not be afraid, angel told them. Don't be afraid, now Jesus tells them. And in Revelation 1, 17 and 18, Jesus, the risen Christ, is telling us, don't be afraid. I was dead, but I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of hell and death. This recent Jesus is telling us today, to all of us, don't be afraid of anything. The wages of sin is death, spiritual, physical, and eternal death. So we fear death, the punishment God meets out for mocking him, for not worshiping him, and not being obedient to his holy laws. All fear, friends, then, is fear of death. We need a Savior who will save us from the wrath of God, save us from the terror of eternal death. 
Who will die our death and give us eternal life? We need a savior who is God, man, a savior without sin, a savior who perfectly obeys God in every way, a savior who will die our death, who will destroy death by his death. Jesus Christ is God man. Jesus Christ born of Virgin Mary. Knew no sin. Jesus Christ became sin for us. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And was raised for our justification. He took our sins. All of it. He died our death. He gives his righteousness to us freely. He died for us. And he lives for us. Never to die again. He brings us to God. He brings us to glory. He brings us to eternal life. First Peter 3 verse 18. For Christ died for sins once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. The writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews 2, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus Christ says to us, fear not. And St. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, God who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. Now listen. Who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel? And St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, Then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where or death is your victory? Where or death is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Fear not. In Romans 8, Paul says, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord fear not Jesus Christ has set us free from the fear of death so listen to Saint Paul who became the champion of Christ's resurrection And therefore also the champion of the theology of hope. What is his view of death? And we are told in 2 Corinthians 5.8, we are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. 
and he says to me to live is Christ and to die is gain Philippians 1:23 I desire to depart it is better I desire to depart and be with Christ fear is taken away by Christ's death in our place and St. John tells us in Revelation 14 blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on because Jesus was raised with an imperishable body a glorious body a powerful body a spirit engineered body to live with God in eternity in the new heaven and new earth where there is no sin or death we will also be raised up with a body like unto his glorious body Christ's resurrection guarantees the resurrection of everyone who is united with him by faith so I say to you do not fear but rejoice Jesus Christ is risen from the dead for us. And this Jesus Christ said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us, with Jesus and present us with you in his presence number four what's the evidence of resurrection the evidence that God gives to rational human beings the angel gives evidence to the women come and see where he was laid the tomb is empty of the body of Jesus Christ They saw the risen Jesus himself outside the tomb. They grasped his feet and worshipped him. They heard his voice, the voice of encouragement. Again they met him in Galilee and worshipped him. He commissioned them to take the gospel to the whole world. They saw him, heard him touched him he proved to his disciples he was not a ghost he had a body of flesh and bones he showed them the nail prints and the wound mark on his side he ate broiled fish that was given to him he was with them 40 days teaching them eating and drinking with them he appeared to Peter to James and to Paul personally he appeared to the 11 he appeared once to 500 people most of those witnesses were living when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 15 friends enemies did not steal the body because they wanted to keep the body in the tomb three days to prove he was a deceiver Notice they never produced his dead body to put an end to Christianity. The friends 
had no motivation to steal they did not believe he would rise from the dead no apostle believed that he would rise from the dead they were discouraged and they were afraid of the jews and they were hiding no jesus was risen as he prophesied the prime persecutor of jesus christ was convinced of his resurrection he became christ's apostle and prime target of the sanhedrin he asked king agrippa why should any of you consider it incredible that god the infinite personal self-existing self-sufficient uncreated god why should any of you consider it incredible that god raises the dead he said to festus the governor i am not insane most excellent festus what i am saying is true and reasonable apostle thomas who came to india did not believe so jesus appeared to him and gave him the proof he demanded and he confessed my lord and my god we have eyewitness report written down in the new testament friends no more miracle for you that you may believe as thomas believed number 5 you and i must believe in the report of his resurrection eyewitness report written down by the apostles infallibly in the new testament which i now preach god is not performing miracles now that you may believe in the resurrection of jesus christ so jesus said to saint thomas then jesus told him because you have seen me you have believed blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name and Saint Luke says in Acts 1 verse 3 after his suffering he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive and saint peter says in first peter 1:8 though you have not seen him you love him even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy we must believe the eyewitness report of the new testament which is the infallible word of god if christ's prediction of his resurrection after death a resurrection which never took place in the history of the universe a resurrection of a physical immortal imperishable and glorious body if such a prediction came true in time and space then all 
his teachings must be considered true and so therefore we must believe in his teachings on god creation fall redemption heaven hell devil demons holy angels second coming final judgment new heaven and new earth and all the teachings we find in the bible today jesus christ has triumphed over all his enemies he has defeated the devil and death by his death and resurrection he is not in the grave he is not here because he is risen from the dead as he said if you are an unbeliever in christ's resurrection you i say are afraid of death you do not think correctly you are a fool who is an atheist who says in your heart that is ultimate commitment philosophy say in your heart there is no god you are full of fear and misery god is rebuking you for your rationalism that deny god listen to god's rebuke the men the angels said to them why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he has remember how he told you while he was still with you in galilee the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men be crucified and on the third day be raised again why do you not believe i therefore say believe the gospel Christ died for our sins catagraphos he was buried that he was raised from the dead on the third day according to the scriptures by the gospel we will be saved remember he says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is lord and believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you'll be saved Romans 10 consequently faith comes from hearing the message the message is heard through the word of Christ and Romans 10:13 what a glorious sentence everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved there is no salvation without faith in the risen Christ he is not in the grave his bones are not in an ossuary he is risen he ascended to heaven to his father who put all things under his feet he is seated and he rules all creation as king of kings and lord of lords and he is your king also whether you acknowledge or not what is my counsel bow down and worship him joining his disciples confessing with your mouth my lord and my god and then he would say to you and to all fear not rejoice forevermore if you are still not believing 
Listen to what Jesus says in John 11. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? May God help you to answer him. Yes, I believe. Listen to 1 John 5. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. Anyone who believes in the son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. Listen. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Not in the Muhammad. Not in Krishna. Not in Vishnu. Not in money. Not in anything. Not in anything. Religious pluralism is fine politically speaking. But it's not truth. We are told here. This life is in his son. Now listen, he who has the son, by faith that is, has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. And St. Paul tells us why people don't believe in Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 34, come back to your senses as you ought. All rationalists lost their mind. They cannot think straight. Come back to your senses as you ought. Stop sinning. For there are some who are what sir? Ignorant of God. I say to this. To your shame he says. I say to you come back to your senses. Believe in the testimony of Jesus Christ. May God open your eyes to see God and believe in Jesus, the only Savior of the world. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this Resurrection Sunday, this Lord's Day, that you spoke your word to us again, the gospel that tells us life is in the Son. Lord, we pray that you grant faith to your people, that they may believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. And to those who have believed in Jesus Christ, enable them to know that they are united with Christ inseparably. Christ is their life. And they have nothing to fear because fear of death and death is destroyed for us. Hallelujah. Fear not. Rejoice forevermore. Is your word to us today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.